adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back. Episode 17, No Snooze Podcast. Too much caffeine this morning, but we're back. Episode 17, baby. We are back. What's going on? Listen, man, you asked me about my headphones before. You said, who did I steal them from? So these have no, 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 no. I said, what child did you take them from? Because you have an abnormally small head. All right, right. So I stole them from my from my nephew. He's about eleven years old, uh, but his head is now bigger than mine. He's outgrown them, so now I have them. Thank you. Very cute. <laughs> yeah, mine are. I've I've actually have the opposite. I have a very big head. I don't know if right. people noticed, especially no, no, in they, the suit. We we could see, Mike. The the screen is is not that big, but your head takes up the entire screen. So that's good. The host of Wheel of Fortune, if anyone watches it, has an enormous head. And every time I watch it, it's so distracting. Look it up. I, you will never look at the show ever again the same way. No, oh Drew Carey God. doesn't do Wheel of Fortune. Claudio, Claudio said Drew Carey, but he, he, when he says things, nobody else can hear him. So it looks like Mike is talking to himself. Uh, so this is, what, this is now our fourth, our fourth episode uh, virtually recording, right, during this whole pandemic, Mike? I've lost count. I've lost count of everything. It is crazy. But before we get started, um, we still want to just say thank you very much uh, to first responders, uh, healthcare workers, maintenance workers, essential employees that are putting their lives on the line, uh, you know, every day. It's important that we we acknowledge them because I know we both feel that way, Mike. Yeah, definitely. We uh, you can't say it enough. And we are a little lighthearted in this podcast, but it's a serious time. And we just like to take that moment to tell everyone we're thinking about them. And if you need anything, Absolutely. reach out to us. Yes. Um, all right, Mike. Let's get into the, uh, the PodBot update, kid. Tell the people what they want to hear. Absolutely on fire. Uh, woke up every day at 4.45. Got my 250 push-ups in by 6.30 every day. I snuck in a couple extra. I'm, okay. I'm slowly chipping away at the lead because I see you're not focused on it, which is great. Which this no. might cause you to do it again. Yeah, uh, don't, 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 don't start the challenge again, Mike. I'm telling you. I, I look today, but I'm still seventeen thousand ahead of you, so I'm okay. I know it's false sense security, which is part of my whole plan anyway. Um, right. But I'm back. I am definitely eating a little more calories than previously talked about. My mornings have been very tight, and then when we hit lunch and dinner, it's pure chaos. But I'm embracing the chaos, and I'm figuring I can add those, uh, you know, the pounds of muscle. So I'm. Yep. I'm on my way to catching you. I did cut the beard. Beard life's not for me after it one week. It looks good, though. I couldn't it do it. It looks good. It I looks st- good. I see the little little stubble. My like, thought is, if stubbly, I can... Stubbly Pirelli. It goes nice. It works multiple ways. My, my <laughs> thought is, if I keep stubble, I can add like 10 pounds and still look the same weight. It looks Efficiency. good, though. I like it. it, it it's definitely a good look. Um, Don't but patronize like the, me. Like the... Like the pull-up, you're going to ask me? I mean, uh, I'm sorry, like the push-up app. No one cares about your body. No one cares. Oh, Next. whatever. Next topic. <laughs> Wait, no, I wanted to tell you, man. So I added a, uh, a pull-up bar to the arsenal. I ordered it uh, from, from Walmart, and I put it in the closet, so I'm getting some extra pulleys in, too. Wait, wait, wait. Top, what closet? On top of the push-ups. The, the walk-in in the bedroom. Oh, the walk-in. But it's not, is that big yeah. enough for a pull-up bar? <laughs> I could fit in the closet, man. All right? Wait, is not... it in the doorway or is it actually yes, in the closet? It's, it's in the doorway. It's in the doorway. I, I had this vision of you putting a like a full <laughs> rack in your closet, like behind the clothes, where you just like open it and you just start And then just pull pulls. up? No, yeah. no, no. So I have that. But then also, like the push-up app, where you're able to like record stuff. You know, I've been big on uh, the Peloton lately, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Oh, right? no. So, I <laughs> so to date, I have some some statistics to share with you, and I've oh, had God. it for 22 days, and I've been able to log 472 miles and burn 12,400 calories. Putting that into perspective, it's equivalent to 18 marathons biked. Pretty cool. I, you're not going to be happy with this, okay. and a lot of your Peloton community is going to get real pissed off. So I'm just saying mm-hmm. that ahead of time. I listen to a podcast. <laughs> 
and this guy Brendan Schaub, who I've talked about before, he has a pelly, and he mm-hmm. calls himself a thick boy, and he leads the thick boys he likes to eat. Anyway, he was crushing episodes with Robin, or not episodes, whatever you call yep. them, classes. Uh, classes, classes. And he said he was getting a ton of DMs saying, you got to try a road bike. you got to try a mountain bike. It doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he tried out the bikes, and he's like, I have to be honest, the Pelly's very easy. That's what Is he, that's what he, All right. that's what he All said. Right. So I'm just saying, maybe we'll get okay. your road bike. All right, Shot, shots fired. Maybe we'll get a road bike. I Look, actually have one. Claudio, he's the, visually uh, upset in the in the garage. <laughs> he's gonna be pissed. doing like a hundred miles. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm going to buy a new bike tomorrow. Dave Cycles is actually right down the street. I'm coming to buy a new bike. Well, I mean, oh. in theory, am I gonna? Will Good. we buy a Peloton in the future? Most likely. I'm just Probably. telling you what I heard. Yeah. So Good. while you're, I'm, I'm excited. I want no. Now that you said that, now I'm gonna hold you to it. Once you get that Pelly. Because, you know, Frank is now involved, too. Your brother just got a Pelly. Um, he can't see me, but it's all right. Um, no shot. No shots fired. He's doing a good job. The pr- well, I'm trying to figure out is that bait. We don't have room for it unless it's, like, under our dining table or something. So we're going Wait, to who built we're the gonna put in a basement. Table? Who built that dining table? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if I've <laughs> talked about this before, but there's... I don't know what you're talking about. Good, uh, good. But the part of my motivation for getting the basement in order is to get the Pelly down there because I actually okay. put it down there. But there I also am a member of Equinox, so right. I don't know if that's very smart. So that that's something in the future. Don't no, don't repeat that's this. Good. Don't let Dana hear this. Good financial advice. Paying $200 a month to go to Equinox to walk on the Treddy. That's good It's stuff. frozen. It's frozen at the moment. <laughs> so, All right. Let's talk about the, the lovely wives. Give us a prego update. Dana... And she's upstairs for this, but Dana has been cooking up a storm. Really? And I don't, I don't know what if she's gonna have a big ask at some point, and like I, she's just preparing to hit me over the head with something. But it's <laughs> been, it's been tremendous. I, I don't know. And I'm not saying that she didn't cook a lot prior, but we were just very busy, and we never really sat down and ate meals together. But yep. I'm getting BLTs. I'm getting wow. big ziti. Wow. I'm getting what else? Meatloaf. It's talk to me. She's on fire, but I'm getting like all hot it. and bothered thinking about it. What, what about you? <laughs> I like it. So what's crazy? By the time this comes out Monday, we'll be 31 weeks. So it's like time is absolutely flying. The belly is getting bigger and bigger. Uh, baby girl is active. We had a moment the other day, and I texted it to you. Uh, but I, I basically started a recording. I put my hand on Karina's stomach, and I asked. Um, I said something like, you know, tell me how much you love daddy. And she started jumping around. Uh, so it was cool. I got it on film. She's definitely a no snooze baby for sure. Unfortunately, she's been waking up, um, my wife every day at like between two and 4 AM. And she stays up for like an hour and just, just kicking around in the stomach, man. It's, it's crazy. It's exciting, but, but nuts. It's wild. We had our first, uh, adjustment from the um you know the we're not supposed to say the word because i think youtube restricts it so from the virus um we had our first impact i could not attend a appointment but dana was lucky enough she was able to record some quick tidbits so the silver lining there is we will forever have a recording of one of the heartbeat appointments so that was pretty cool but i was kind of sitting there like like When's my text coming? I thought she forgot about me, but she sent it. She was good. No, she she won't forget about you, man. Yeah. Ever. It was wild. Ever. You're a star, Mike. It's a terrible <laughs> time for allergies. Terrible. Yeah, no, you know what? Okay, so I saw a pretty funny uh, meme the other day, and it said, I used to cough to cover my farts. Now I fart to cover my cough. It's actually, it's hilarious when you think about it because you're in public now and the last thing you want to do is go ahead and be coughing. So I guess people are out here farting instead. That's awful. (laughs) Uh, Mike, so no snooze recommendations, baby. What do you got going on, man? So Chris Salvo, who we both know well, my brother-in-law. Love him to death. He, when he gets on something, he just constantly asks you to do it. So, for example, he asked us to get this Monopoly game. Every time we talk to him, he talks about this Monopoly game. Still haven't got it. So he, he started telling us about this documentary, and it's called The Scheme, and it's on HBO. 
and it's about a guy who basically was a recruiter in some form for a lot of the top schools in the country. And the story is absolutely wild. The 7-5, a documentary you introduced me to that we both yes. love, I went out on a limb, and I think it's better than that documentary. So if you've seen The 7-5, you'll love the scheme. Uh, it's wild. It makes it's it's crazy to think that this all happened, and I never knew to what extent, like right. all of it, all of it happened. It was awesome. You watched yeah, it, no. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you you put me on too, so I can attest to it. Uh, documentary is great. It uh, it adds right to Documentary Dave. Not a movie guy. The documentary right, thing. I, I I absolutely love Docs. Uh, so this was good, and it, it incorporated obviously the scheme. Um, of NCAA basketball. That's what the overarching scheme is about. But then the business side of things and how he was able to move and navigate. Uh, he was he was a real genius, man, from the age of like 12 years old. But it, it is a great story. Uh, so I got <clears throat> I got a book. And I know I gave a book last time, but you know I read 10 pages a day. So go ahead, throw your I was going to say, how, does, how is this possible if you're reading 10 pages a day, you can re recommend all these books? Are these <laughs> books you've read like when you were in well, school for summer reading? <laughs> well, this one, this one I, I've read as well. Uh, but no, I'm trying to establish a list. I'm going back to my list to put people on to some, some just really good books. Uh, so this one is called Make Your Bed, Little Things That Can Change Your Life and Maybe the World. Um, his... His um, speech at UT, at University of Texas, my cousin actually went there, shout out to Jake. Um, his commencement speech went viral, and that's what it's about. Uh, it's Admiral William McRaven, I believe his name is, but it's just basic lessons to, to change your life, um, and it's starting with something so small like your bed, and in times like this, you know, the last thing that anybody really has to do these days is go up, uh, wake up and make your bed. But the difference in the mindset uh, that happens when you read this book through little small actions, like we always talk about, great book. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's part of that no snooze recce list. Love it. Nice. Uh, all right, man. So, you know, today's discussion is going to be uh, playing right into the whole pandemic piece and what we're doing in each facet of our lives to to basically reevaluate it. Uh, this this whole uh, pandemic is a is a crazy experience. You know, our generation, I don't think, will ever experience anything like this. We all went through 9-11, which was tragic. Um, and it basically, you know, caused years and years of living in fear of terrorism, of what can happen. But this is basically, you know, a war that we haven't, you know, we haven't witnessed before. So I think it's, it's interesting to talk about, you know, what we're doing in in business to reevaluate that, uh, how we're reevaluating our relationships, and then you know some personal stuff. Uh, so you want to start with um, you know some business and, and how you're reevaluating. Yeah, definitely can start there. I think it all intertwines in some form, especially being in the profession I am. It all kind of uh, affects one another. So the biggest thing is now realizing after everything's coming out how long of a term we're going to be at home. I really started to, instead of waiting to find out when we were gonna go back to the office, thought in my head, if we're not going back to the office in the near future, most likely we're gonna have this baby before I step foot back in my office. If that's the case, the reality is I have to figure out how to work from home more efficiently and I need to figure this thing out. And rather than procrastinate and just keep putting it off as if like, oh, it'll work itself out, I need to start taking action and cleaning out the garage which has been the big thing. And by committing to doing that, I'm basically committing to a new lifestyle, a new way of business where my home base will be from my home. I can still go into the office for appointments and certain things, but it won't be my primary location. Um, so that, that's that been like the biggest thing that I, I started to commit to. Whereas I played around with it a little bit and I know I was telling you guys I was in the basement, it was too cold. So I came back upstairs and I'm working from the dining room table. But the longevity of that, I can't make that work. Now mm -hmm. a basement, my own space, far enough away from the, the fridge where I'm not eating every two minutes, <laughs> it's doable. You know, Although you're just in the basement, you're close enough to potentially in the future run up and feed the baby, help Dane. And, you know. So it, once I heard that we were going to be stuck inside or at home, 
I committed to business-wise making working from home my primary location, which is a big change. So, do, are you, I mean, with you guys, that's not really an option, right? Like being able right. to work from home. So yeah, no, I, I love that, man. And I've seen, you know, I've seen what you're doing. And I think what I'm going to speak to you, you've kind of alluded to, and you're already, you know, putting into play and you're doing a phenomenal job with the technology side of the real estate stuff. You, you really uh, impressed me and I'm not just gassing you up here. I appreciate um, it. Well, I don't have know, a space the, to record. So this right. is also for no snooze because I would love to have a space where the, I have a backdrop, the video mm -hmm. stuff's all set up. Like I scrambled this morning to set up this thing. If I could just have this downstairs and say, all right, well, uh, I got to go record this quick clip uh, and then I'll come back up and help you change a diaper. That would make my life so much easier in the near future. Right. No, but I and, appreciate uh, that. No, for, for us, you know, as uh, if this is your first time tuning in, you know, I, I work local government and technology really is not up to speed. Um, and what, what I mean by that specifically is we have a ton of programs and services that are geared towards our senior citizens. So luckily, we're still able to deliver the meals. Um, now we've partnered with, um, you know, community policing and certain organizations. We're putting out, you know, close to 150 meals per day during this pandemic for the seniors, which is great. But they've been missing out on their programs and services and activities that they come to, you know, partake in every day. And when you're in that, that age of the golden years, you know, you need that activity. But because they're so vulnerable to what's going on, it's created, uh, you know, a, a separation. So this stems back to last year or two years ago, you know, the staff and I, we created something called Cyber Seniors, where we took all the seniors, we brought That's them into awesome. the That's yeah, awesome. It's a, it's, That's it's a, a good name, right? Great brand name. <laughs> right. So we took them into the computer lab. Uh, that was a nice partnership with Altice. And we basically showed them how to use email, uh, how to use the internet, but it was only twice a week, how to online shop, what Amazon services was all about. So it was only twice a week and they really loved it. But because we had prepped them in that direction, now we've effectively delivered some laptops to their location. And now they're able to get on some chair yoga, which we've implemented via Zoom. Um, so we're, we're putting in bingo. Uh, so it's, it's been a nice time, man. And this is something that, you know, we had to reevaluate it. But the pandemic like this has basically forced us into doing that. Uh, so that would be the biggest change for sure on you know our side of things in terms of of a town and operating and utilizing technology to our advantage these days. Can I jump in on the bingo and stuff? Is there an yeah, age? Dude, I was gonna minimum? say I could, I could send you I could send you the um, you know the the Zoom info prior to you could put maybe maybe we could dye your hair or something. So this all inter intertwines with my past. So my grandfather was big on the computer when he got older. He loved to play golf on the computer. He used to go in and teach other people how to do the computer. So these programs you're talking about are the best because I saw what it did for my grandfather. Now my grandmother also um, on my mom's side has an iPad. I believe my grandmother, my dad's side and grandfather also have some form of FaceTime. But long story short, we went to uh, on my 21st birthday, he took me to the casino and I'm like, Pop, how are we getting to the casino? And he's like, oh, we're taking the bus. And I'm like, what bus? He's the senior bus. <laughs> I'm just turned 21, and I'm riding in the senior's bus on the way to the yes. casino. And me and him went to the casino, and he looks at me. He's like, all right, what do you want to play? And I'm like, I'll play blackjack. Like, he's like, okay, all right, go grab a seat. I'll stand behind you make sure you're not doing anything wrong. He gave me, I forget how much he gave me, maybe 100 bucks or something. And I'm playing blackjack, and I'm on fire, right? And I'm just kind of in the zone. And I turn around. And my grandfather's not there. And I'm like, where the hell is this guy? So I look left. He's on the craps table screaming, throwing dice. And everyone around him's like, he's hot. He's hot. He's and I'm like, Pop, what are you doing? He's like, not now. Not now. So I'm gambling. And I'm, I'm like betting 100 a hand because I'm on fire. And I'm 21. And me and him win big. So we're back on the bus. And everyone on the bus lost because they oh, were just God. kind of playing slots. Me and yeah. my grandfather are like going nuts. We're like, this was the best trip ever. And I look back and like everyone's asleep in the back. It was awesome. But I love programs for That's uh, awesome. you know, the seniors. I'm no, a senior yeah. supporter. Of course. Um, that got me fired up. Right. No, I, I like it. It's a good story, man. 
and and those memories are great ones and you know that that's what what keeps us going through crazy times like this is thinking about that but you know we're trying so hard because they're the most vulnerable to go out on a limb and make sure that they're okay during this time the second thing that has definitely changed for me and and i've been forced to reevaluate it mike is is my my management style um i, I don't want to see any any eye rolls from from certain individuals but i acknowledge that i'm a little rough around the edges sometimes and as a uh, as a manager as you know the assistant commissioner I, I acknowledge that and I'm aware of that. What this and what, forced, what do you mean by rough around the edges? Let's elaborate. There's times when you know there's times when I'm stubborn and I'm stuck in my ways and you know if I if I make a decision you know I want it to be that way uh, you know but I've always I've always had a soft spot for the staff and I think most would most would agree with that. No eye roll, CV. Thank you very much. But um, you know it, it, this time has forced me to to be more, you know, empathetic and compassionate for the staff, letting them know that I'm that I'm there, checking in with them much more than I typically would, uh, you know, when we're in the office because there's so much going on and you're moving in so many different directions. Uh, so this this pandemic has has it's obviously a curse and what's going on is horrible, but the perspective of things that I'm trying to utilize and reevaluate, you know, in my business, I definitely feel like there's certain things that have been um, you know, helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like you're embracing the fact that we're going to be in that position, which is half the battle to start to adapt and realize this is a reality that even if you do go back to an office, you're going to have to implement this stuff anyway, because you, it's like the saying when the toothpaste comes out of the tube, you can't put it back in. So once everyone's exposed to all these options, then you just need to have, figure out how to incorporate them into your new business, you know? Right. Yeah, so it's, no, uh, for sure. But you said something really smart that I love is that this has forced people to use technology in a way that maybe they've prepared for but haven't used to the extent that they need to now. So mm -hmm. everyone is getting forced to adapt and make things happen and adjust. And and some people are using this as a, a way to not get work done and just – which is fine. We talked about it. If you're just yep. trying to get through this safe and your family safe and come out the other side, that's great. But I think the reality is whenever we get to the other side of this, it's going to be the new norm. You know, there's going to be some level of new norm. So if you could take this time to progress in some form, then you're going to be that much farther along than someone who just tried to get by, which we're very fortunate at this time. We don't have kids and we don't have to do the day school all day. Um, and I feel guilty not taking advantage of that. Yeah. No, and I'm seeing, you know, I, I, I can only imagine if kids were in the house now, my wife is a teacher, right? So yeah. she she's basically off the grid for a certain portion of the day. So she would have to do that. I would have to be running around trying to manage it. So that would definitely be stressful. So to all the parents out there, you know, we see what you're doing. Uh, we can't, you know, relate to it yet. But uh, you guys are setting a really good path for, for Mike and I. So it, you know, continue doing that. It's great comedy, too. Like, I have a couple friends <laughs> on the street where I'm like, how are you guys doing? And they have kids. And you look up, and, like, one of the kids in, like, a swimming suit, and the other one's, like, has goggles on. And the, <laughs> right. they're, like, they're like, get me out of here. It's fun. <laughs> no, it is good. Uh, all right, man. So playing right to the, you know, the business piece, I think the the second thing that you, you're really forced to, like, reevaluate at this, at this time is relationships, right? So I was just talking about the coworkers, um, but it... Now let's, I'm going to move to, you know, the relationship with, with my wife. It's, it's a sad reality, but there's like a, a global surge in domestic violence cases, cases right now, which I understand because, you know, you're both, uh, you become irritable, you're, you're trapped in the house all day. Uh, but this again has, has not only, you know, reconfirmed the, the love that, that I have for my wife, uh, but it, it, it's been a, a, a weird time because... Now I, I wake up and I'm looking forward to these days because we'll never have this much time together. When's the last time you could think about being, you know, basically stuck in a house for a month plus from the second you wake up to the time that you go to bed? Yeah. You know, yeah. so you, you, you're, you're forced to like cohabitate in a, in a different way. Um, and I think people utilize it. You can utilize it in a um, and it could, you know, separate you guys. Or if you take advantage of what's going on right now, it could bring you closer together in more ways than not. You you hit the nail on the head. Like I, you know, I like disagreeing with you. But this time, 
usually for us, this is a busy time of the year. And when are we ever going to have another opportunity where we're at home right before our wife is about to have a baby, baby, they're pregnant, we could actually take good care of them. You know, we could talk through hard things. It's it's pretty wild. It's been kind of a blessing in disguise, um, at least for us in the household. Um, and it's just been it's been fun. It's been why I've been reevaluating how I do a lot of my business because usually I'm out by eight thirty, home at six seven thirty, whatever it is, work nights. And it's like if I can get a lot done with this whole new virtual world, then mm-hmm. that might be something that in the long term is you know does wonders for our relationship. And being around more, it's it is a lot of fun. Um, right, you know my favorite are the meals, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> but no, you realize how much time you waste, right? Like you realize yeah. how much time just getting to a gym, which I love the gym, but mm-hmm. just getting there, getting home, showering, going back to the office, you know, coming home from the office. It's yep. You, you 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 make a really good point. You know, with the with the daughters coming, like our lives are about to explode in a different way. Right, we're getting so a head start. We're very fortunate right now that, you know, life is about to become so chaotic with the the birth of our daughters, but we're able to basically come so close to our wives and, you know, develop, I don't want to say a new love, but it's a new way to love because this is the new norm. So it's still finding ways to, you know, we come together for, for every single lunch, for every dinner, for breakfast, but then we have our time apart. You know, I, I spend three hours a day on that Peli downstairs. While she's while she's upstairs, and then you know she comes and she tries to use the pelly, but I'm still on it. Uh, so it's you know we got to work out different things and, and negotiate every day. And they uh, have bike desks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Do they, do they yeah, really? They, but I don't know what the Peloton. If you could do, it, I'm sure you could. They, I saw someone post. They have a desk my, with a laptop would, and then my, a bike. You see how much I sweat on that thing? Yeah. I, my my whole laptop would. Um, you'd electrocute yourself. Would break Damn. right. But um, have you, I'm curious to know, Mike, about, you know, we're talking, so you're talking partners right there, right? Let's yeah. talk a little about like, like um, you know, clients Family. of yours. Oh. Just even, you know, clients of yours. Yeah, I mean, this is a time where I think you can really stand out and not for like a business sense, just to show who you are. So like I have a client that is elderly that I always ask, like I, I've been going up and showing her property outside. So I asked before I come up, I'm like, listen, I have to go to the, the store. Do you need anything for me to pick up? Or do you want me to pick up anything for you? It's really not a problem. I know you're trying to prevent how much exposure you have. And, you know, even a thing of milk has made her day. So being able to uh, be very nice. helpful in another form that you always ask mm-hmm. people, but they don't take you up on it. But now yep. they actually need you. It's been, it's been nice to be uh, able to give back a little bit. Um, to a lot of clients, but it's a lot of um, very rewarding, very rewarding. It's a lot of communication. It's a lot of um, following up saying, listen, we don't have any showings this week. We have a lot of exposure. I'm not sure what the next week ahead is, but I'm Mm -hmm. doing X, Y, and Z for our virtual presence just to make sure that we're still getting exposure. So it's a different conversation daily. um, And the deals are communication is still key but even more so because you're not seeing people face to face so you're leaving more of a a thorough email a dave like email where Hmm. it goes into a lot of items because you're not having that face to face you are having phone calls but you don't have i don't know what it is but it's just forced me to be more thorough on a lot of the communication um uh, but it, man, yeah you know yeah i I think um what what you're saying is is spot on but it's and this is applied to any um, you know industry out there right now. But this also, from what you're saying, like if I'm a buyer, this could be a really good time to come up with an excuse to back out of these deals. So yep. what is it that you're doing on your side of things as a real estate agent to represent me in ways that you haven't done before? And the stuff that you're talking about, it, it makes perfect sense, man. And and you know, I, I really give it up to you because you know you have to go grind and get it right now. Like nothing is coming your way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate to still receive my salary. So I see it, man. I acknowledge it. And I think you, you're crushing it. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, kind of what I talked about before. I appreciate it, obviously. But it's a time where you really can stand out. And I've been preaching this to people that I've been trying to get listings for forever, that I can compete with big companies because I do all this stuff myself. I make my videos. I do my tours. I do, mm-hmm. I do all of it. I'm an army of one. And that's how I design my business. 
so that I could be quick, I could be uh, agile, I could deal with situations like this. And uh, now it's a time to actually prove that. So it's like, you know, this is the time. Even if this, think about this way too, even if all this 20 hours of videos I'm making and virtual tours, it doesn't sell the house because it's just a time where I'm not gonna be able to sell anything. Mm -hmm. I now have marketing material for the future forever and people are seeing the effort. So it's like, listen, we might not be able to sell any house in this market, but at least one agent or, you know, obviously a lot of people are doing it, but he's trying in a different form. Um, So I appreciate it. And I, I like that you're seeing it. So now that we, you know, discussed the, the business relationships, Really, the personal life is is the the last thing when I, when I think about you know what I'm reevaluating day to day, and even though you're reevaluating, doesn't mean that you have to make extreme changes all the time. And one thing that's unique for me, you know, for for the past 10, 12 years, we know I've been waking up at this time and working out, but I was basically forced to do that because if I still wanted to get my workout in, I wasn't doing it after 12 hours of work. This yeah. is the first time in my life that I'm not forced to do it. However, I will tell you that it not only, you know, confirms it, but now makes me realize that this is my best my best life is waking up early and putting that work in, you know, just just in a moderate to an intense workout because I, I'm still creative um, and it sets me up for success. But technically, this is the first time that I don't have to because my days aren't aren't as long. I can work out on lunch if I want to now. I can work out at night, you know? So it's interesting to see what habits really work and, you know, that type of stuff. Did you find it harder at all that you didn't have to technically get up? No, man. I, I really, I, I know it sounds nuts, but I, I genuinely enjoy waking up at that time. And again, I get, I get a good sleep, you know? I'm in bed early. Uh, you know, we've discussed that in the habits episode. So as long as I'm still doing that, it's it's the best for me to wake up. On the weekends, though, you know, I'm waking up at 7, 7.30, having my coffee, then I work out after that. So that's a little adjustment, uh, for, you know, from the weekday. But, you know, f- for me, it's, it's just strange, man. And I never would have thought, and you were going there before, in terms of the gym, I never would have told you how much that I actually enjoy working out from home. I always thought that I would need to get out and I need that separation. I got to work out somewhere away from my house, but it's so convenient, you know, like, like you were saying, and I know a guy and he has this saying, man, he's, he's efficient, he's effective and it's convenient. Right? I, were so hoping, no, I was hoping you <laughs> messed it up. So I could just be like, run that so, clip over and over. Right. But you know, the, it's never a better time and it's it's so easy and if you force yourself to stay in that mindset like look i'm at the gym i'm not in my basement right now it just your timing is crazy and coming with kids like you were saying man it's gonna make all the difference yeah it's uh that's i the the biggest change and time saver i think for us right now is that i think if you can get a good home uh home uh habit what's a what's when you get up in the morning what do they call that your rituals whatever that is yeah yeah Yeah, routine or whatever it is uh structure that's what i was looking for if you can keep structure and Mm -hmm. establish a new structure and just do it from home the amount of time and gas and money and all this stuff you save i love human interaction but you have to evaluate like is it am i going to the gym to interact with people you know, because if that's right. the case, I could do that going out to get drinks later in the day when all my mm-hmm. stuff is done. Um, right. I no, I love working out from home. I just I haven't been able to get a space set where I can keep everything there. I've tried a couple times and it's worked to an extent, but I haven't yep. done it full out. So, um, but I think the the time saving thing is the biggest and the convenience that it that's is. always going to win in any scenario. If you look at two scenarios and you say this scenario I enjoy. Um, say it's a hundred percent. I enjoy it. This I enjoy ninety percent, but it saves me a ton of time and convenience. I'm always choosing that. Yep. No, and uh, you know, same thing with my with my haircut, right? <laughs> you see that my my hair is short right now. This is something that Mike, I, you, you laugh, but I would have never told you that I would be able to be away from a barbershop. I used to yeah. cut my own hair because I didn't have a choice, right? Because I used to struggle to take money to pay for that. 
right? That's different. So now ever since that wasn't an, wasn't an issue, I've been going to the barbershop every single week. Now I took out those old clippers from college, nice little cut. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not great, but if you're on YouTube, you, you could see that it's, that it's clean. But again, reevaluating, do I really need to be spending that money? Like when I did it, Mike, and you'll love this because you're, you're a numbers guy, right? And you like seeing things in front of you. Say my mortgage was $2,000 a month, right? Which it's, it's pretty close to um, give or take, you know, a, a couple hundred, whatever. But so I did the math on my haircuts and $30 a week is 120 a month. And that's $1,440 a year. Gym membership, just a moderate gym membership at $40 is $480 a year. Do oh, I really yeah. need to be spending that money? Or if when I wrote that down and saw the amount, if I took that money and made an extra payment to the principal on my mortgage, is it more worth it to cut off six years of my mortgage or, you know, continue to, to do the things? And I don't have an answer yet. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm going to go and do that. But when I put it into perspective like that, it's like, wait, I can cut six years off of my mortgage by paying one extra principal payment to that? Yeah, so the I love that, and I think about that uh, scenario and breaking it down in those terms, but you have to be careful because if you do that for everything, then you're going to be like miserable and not do yeah. anything. And then, right. so you have to, the happiness is the, the art part where you have to be like, how happy does going to the barbershop make me? For me mm -hmm. too, I love going to the barbershop. Oh, Brian, it's the best feeling in the world. I need you back, Bri. He retired. He's having a baby as well. Congrats to you guys. But I need you back. I don't know yes. if I'm going to shave my head off. I'm going to grow it out like Brad Cooper, like I said. But once this gel and the <laughs> hair goes into fro mode, I'm in so much trouble. So I don't you know what to, to do. I don't know, man. I'm not saying. But look, you used to have a fade. I used to love it on you. I would like to see you with a nice fade in the beard. I can't I fade, though, at home. I, don't, I can't do it myself. No, no, even at the barbershop, I'm saying. But if you if you were to just take it off, man, it's a clean look on you. But Brian's the only barber since I had flat tops with my dad's yep. barber, which is a fun fact, yep. that I've used. <laughs> I Occasionally, I would in college, I would go skip to someone and right. I'd come back it, to him. It doesn't, it like doesn't feel the same. I know. Yeah, Brian I'd be used to be, uh, like, I had used to to be my barber too, man. We had, uh, yeah, yeah. We had that in common as well. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's, 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 you never really understand until you're – I guess forced into this, but I yeah. also I also appreciate the outdoors so much right now, right? And a good walk, Mike. You're the walk king. I get it. My wife How and I nice. go on on a nice two mile stroll. Uh, but also, we haven't been able to enjoy our house since we moved in, man. You know this. We yeah. live right on the lake, so yeah. when I'm able to take this all in, and every day we make it a point to step outside, you know, weather permitting, but I'm just I'm I'm very grateful and I don't know if I would have ever taken the time to you know walk these streets like I do now and just take everything in and realize like wow you know what all that really matters right now is you know those closest to you and your health is the most important thing like none of this other stuff means anything you yeah. know so just just taking that all in and, and again we're saying reevaluate doesn't mean that you have to make these drastic drastic changes but no. it's taking, uh, you know, what works, what doesn't work, and understanding that when stuff does go back to a new norm, how are you going to use this to impact you in a positive way versus this, uh, you know, whole pandemic to, to break you down? Yeah, and everyone gets wrapped up in their day-to-day, -day, so they don't have time to work on their lifestyle and work on and look at it and be like, do I really need to work the, this many hours? You know, I could still be as, as uh, productive in a shorter time period. Yeah, maybe I don't have that extra one listing a year, but does it make sense? And that's that's something I always struggle with because I'm very uh, ever since I was younger, I've always been lo looking at that, you know, more is more mentality, where I think at some point there's good enough, and then refine it so that you can grow in a sense, but you're not straining yourself as much. So you like have a level of of uh, str not stress because stress is always going to grow, but you have a level of output and hours and all that stuff, and then just trying to make it more efficient so you're growing, but you're not putting out a crazy amount of output. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I wasn't I wasn't thinking of sharing this, but now you just you just brought this to me. You know how much I, I work on a, day, on a day to day basis, right? 
Yeah. Like you, you, you've known the, the amount of hours and, you know, the, the grind and, and what I've been able to do. And I'm proud of that, man. I'm not going to take anything away from it. Uh, but I, I have recently, um, you know, I, I'm a consultant, I'm a consultant as well on the side. So I've now lost out, uh, because of this whole pandemic on what's going on, you know, so there were, there's been um, a certain organization that I've been consulting with for years that I'm actually technically laid off of. And again, it's side money, but it was it was extra hours throughout my week, you know, 20 plus hours of my week. So, you know, the couple hundred dollars that that brought in is no longer there, but I'm more at peace. And it's interesting because my stress levels are just so down, you know, so that's a, that's a good point, man. I actually wasn't going to share that, uh, but, you know, timing and that, is uh, everything. That, I think, is harder to do than anything is to recalibrate and restrain yourself and say no to things. That's the hardest right. thing, especially for me too. So, yeah, and you, you, you know, nice. you're 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 a money dude, you know, just just like me. So if there's an opportunity, you know, and I mean that in a in a good way. No, I know like, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Money is a is a trigger for us, you know. Well, we're and, oppor- Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go. No, no, no. Say it. No, I was gonna say we're opportunists, and we have yep. self confidence that we could do something. But right. so, I don't know who told me this, but someone said just because you can make money from it and you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right, which is like, because you see all these things that we we brainstorm about no snooze, Mm -hmm. and we're trying to be deliberate and smart about how we do it. Right, but we see what's crazy about this, and I'll I'll be transparent here. I genuinely enjoy this. Not that I don't enjoy my consulting, but this is something that I'm so much more passionate about. And quite frankly, I'd rather put my time and energy into this, even though it's not bringing the same dollar amount and the monetary value that you know consulting was. But um, it's it's all about perspective, man. And if again, if you would have told me a month, two months, three months before the birth of my daughter that I would not be working as much, I would say no way. I'd be working almost double. Um, but I think I'm, you know, removing the bags from my eyes, the, the less wrinkles. I feel, I just feel lighter, man. Rejuvenated. You, know? you look good. Right. You look very nice. I have <laughs> I a question, it, brother. I love everything you're saying, but I'm distracted trying to figure out in my head the ADD in me. Are you wearing an undershirt or are you wearing no shirt under that? Oh, yeah. No, I have a um, a, a wife beater. Or oh, a, you're one of those know, people, huh? Us, us Italians that? call it a little guinea tea. No, I'm curious because I always thought about that and how some people don't wear anything under their pullovers, their yeah. half zips. I, I talked to some about it, but I always wear something under it. I don't yeah. have that confidence level yet. These yeah, guys. so just to, just to uh, reiterate that with the, the whole undershirt... This is my dad hates this look. So, dad, <laughs> if you're if you're listening, I apologize, but I am, you know, I'm visually wearing a white shirt with a white undershirt underneath, so you can see it. I don't mind the look. I functionality wise, if I get hot, then you're stuck. Then you're like, I have. Yeah, but this. I'd I'd rather sweat into my undershirt than you know soak the whole thing. But the fact you're sweating makes me uncomfortable that, like, you're forced to sweat. I mean, maybe that's your mentality. Well, listen, man, I keep my house freezing cold. You heard my wife. It's 62 degrees in here, so I'm not sweating now. But, yeah. like, when I, you know, I, I just always wear um, wife beaters. I had them. What's the proper, I think they're called A-shirts. I can't be. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I, <laughs> the, uh, I, I will admit something. Every once in a while when I've been in a super rush, I've thrown on a tie, and it's been, like, super short. Or like I didn't tie it correctly, and yeah. I throw like a nice sweater over, and I go to an appointment, and then yeah. I'm dying, and I'm yeah, like, I, I should have tied it correctly because now <laughs> I'm standing here sweating no. like an animal, but I can't stuck. show them that I got lazy and just put, you know, my tie is a half tie. Oh, that's that's tough. Uh, good time to go into Questies, Mike. You down for that? Uh, I, I guess we have to, right? I'm stuck here. I always, I always love your reaction, though. Last episode, if you guys haven't checked it out, there was an episode that came, I mean, a uh, question that came in on in a relationship topic. Mike absolutely loves giving relationship advice. He's sitting there like this with his hands over his eyes, uh, just shaking his head the whole time. So check I don't that like, out on, on YouTube. <laughs> I don't like to give advice in general because I know that, like, how back and forth I go on a lot of things because I'm constantly reevaluating things. Like our yeah, like you, like like your like your beard. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I, there's few things in my life where I'm super committed, and I'm like, these are the 
overarching themes that I'm going to stick mm-hmm. to, and then all the stuff that fills in the gaps, I'm like all over the place. But that, that's what makes you you, man. It's it's unique to to you. So it's I like my guy. It. It's the guy I was uh, telling you about. <laughs> that's him. Uh, so Ali wrote in, Mike. I've always struggled with my boss, but now virtually it's been even worse. How would you guys handle a boss you don't necessarily get along with? You're a boss, so I think you would have uh, a good perspective to start here. Nice. I like that. That's true. <laughs> uh, so if this were me, and I've, I've actually been in this situation, and not as the boss, as the employee, but just not whether I liked you know, him or her or not, that's one thing, but there were a lot of disagreements, and I didn't... I didn't necessarily understand how how they like to manage. It, it was completely opposite of mine. So what I chose to do was I kept everything in writing, right? I, I knew that I had to call a meeting to establish what was it that I needed to get done specifically. Now, once that was specific to me and you told me exactly what my tasks were, now I can take that and I separate the personal relationship from it. If you can, as a boss, still sit me down, even if you don't agree with what I'm doing as an employee or my personal life, but you can tell me the tasks that I need handled, I was logging that stuff. All my communication is in writing, CC to the to the other supervisor if there is a chain of command, uh, and keeping everybody informed. You know, people, they, uh, they, these days, they don't like to utilize the CC button because they think that it's like throwing people under the bus. I can tell you, you know, from a management perspective, I don't feel that way at all. I actually want all of my team members to CC me and all the other supervisors in the town because it makes it makes the most sense. And, you know, a lot of people may not know what's going on, but you keeping them included is the way to go. So really my answer to that question is understand your role within the organization and then track that role and keep everything in writing for progression in case you ever did need it uh, to utilize. Love that. I have uh, a thought on this. So everyone has a motive, right? Especially a boss. They're trying to achieve something. They're trying to get their numbers to look better. They're trying to do something. So figure out what they're trying to do and how you can help do that so you get on the good side. That's one. Number two, I would say, why don't you get along? Is it because it's a, uh, a management style? Or is it like you both don't believe in the same things? And long term, it's you're never going to get along. And mm-hmm. if you're never going to get along, but you can deal with it, then you could stay. But if you can't, then you need to find another job. So it's like you got to kind of ask yourself a couple questions. You got to figure out where they're headed. And if you align with them. If it's just the clerical thing where you're just pounding out your work, like you're saying, and you just need to know what you need to do and you, you don't need to communicate a ton with them, that's not really a big issue. I mean, I don't think, but right. case by case. There you go. Two, two answers for you, Ali. So I don't know if this is from Trish or T underscore Rish is the name. So Trish, T Rish, this, this is for you. Thank you. Have you seen the skit of Key and Peele? Where the, have, he's yelling, he's yelling out I'm the not names. A, not a skit guy. So it's TV show, and he's like, uh, he looks at names, and he's like, instead of Aaron, he's like, hey, Aaron. And then the kid's <laughs> like, kids look around, he's like, I'm Aaron. And he's like, don't you ever correct. It's awesome. You should watch it. I'll send it to you. But yeah, T. Rish, I like T. Rish, so we're going okay. with T. Rish. All right. And this is an interesting question. You really haven't seen anything. Like, no, anything. Nothing. Well, I can't reference anything without. I, I, luckily, the people that are watching. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But luckily, the people that are watching can at least get a giggle on the other side. Hopefully. Right. Yeah, no, well, you already Thanks. know my time. Like we've said, it's taken up by reading 10 pages a day. So I really can't find it. And you know, the Peloton. <laughs> right. And the Peloton now. So, all right. T. Rish. I'm doing a case study for, for my senior. That's so funny. T-Rish. <laughs> All right. I'm doing a case study for my senior portfolio at FSU and can utilize this for data. When you and your partner disagree, has there been a technique that works for you guys to get through it? You made a really good point before, Mike, when I read you this. You want to... 
What just about ask, which, if it's about a which, partner? Yeah, which yeah, partner? Like, like, who is it? A business partner? Is it a right it a life yeah. partner? Because there's different styles. Know. What? Say so the why question again. When you and your partner disagree, has there been a technique that works for you guys to get through it? So I'll go. Re- I'll go relationship wise, and maybe you All go right. business wise. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when my wife and I disagree, we have very different styles. Like I want to be left alone, whereas she's like, no, babe, we got to discuss this. We got to talk about it now because she can't really move forward uh, until, you know, something is resolved. And I understand that. But me being the way that I am and I'm, you know, a little stubborn and I get hot sometimes in my head. So like, my thought process is like, I need to cool down and not be so red, right? And then once I'm a little bit greener, I could come out and discuss it. So the technique that works for us right now is literally a combination of the two. If we disagree and it gets hot like that and, and it's you know something, something where we're gonna go, go back and forth verbally, I step away and she now gives me the respect of giving me a certain time frame. But now I have to do my part and it's worked really well. You know, whether it's 30 minutes or it's an hour, I take some time to myself to cool off and then I have to give her the same respect because she just gave that to me. And now I have to go face my, you know, face my worst fear in the past because I used to hate talking about things. But now I come back and I discuss it. So it's figuring out the balance, uh, just like anything in life, you know, whether it's your work life balance or it's your relationship balance understanding what the two need and then you know coming to an effective solution so for us i step away for a minute and then i'm the one that comes back and we talk it out i like it that's good the uh i think the relationship's a harder one than the the business one so thank you for taking that yeah i got you man i got you for business i uh when you don't get along you don't agree with how do you move it just forward? Says, with it just it? yeah, it just says you, you just have a disagreement. So how do you like overcome the disagreement? Got it. See, that's why I like all the simple stuff that I send you because there's less words for me to try to figure out. Um, <laughs> so I sell houses. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't read that. There's when you disagree with someone in business, they're just like with your boss. You try to figure out why they disagreed, what their motives are. Like, why are they disagreeing with this scenario? Is it because they there's something that's restricting them? Like, if I want to buy a property or I want to uh, secure a property for my clients and they uh, don't want a closing date of the 31st of April, we'll say, then why don't they want a closing date of the 31st? If it's that they are, you know, getting their rental the following month, then you can come back and say, all right, well... My people really want to close on the 31st. Guys, is it possible for you to uh, extend it to the next month? Uh, can you get temporary housing? Can you ask your landlord to extend their time? Whatever the scenario is, then you can actually try to get the solution. But if you don't know all the facts, then you can't try to make a compromise. So I guess to jump into your ring too with relationships you got to figure out why people are disagreeing with you. If it's just you, you don't remember the, the same way the thing happened, then it's going to be tough. you got to agree to disagree and move <laughs> forward, which we do all the time. We both yep. remember things very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, business, usually it's a fact. You know, It's a fact that you're disagreeing on or a scenario. So you're able to come to some type of compromise. But if po- both people aren't budging, then you say, listen, either we're going to come to a compromise or we're moving forward. You know, we're, we, you have the luxury of not dealing with that person moving forward in some right. scenarios. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And then as I read it again, you know, maybe maybe they were talking about, about us. So, you know, what Mike and oh, I... Oh, like when I, me and you what, don't agree? Well, well yeah. I just, but I like, just, put, you in, I just if, put you in a headlock, intimidate you, and right. move forward. I get a little noogie. But so we're fortunate enough that we both have different perspectives. But then we also have different avenues of the business right now. Like, you know, audio, visual, is, CV runs that. And then we have our marketing piece with Lauren. So we're fortunate enough to have another voice. So usually what Mike and I do is, you know, we go two to one. So if there's ever something that that happens, sometimes you have to be willing to take an L. So if I say like, hey, guys, you know, I want to post this and then him and Claudio come back or him and Lauren come back and, you know, they can give me a reason why. 
sometimes you just have to eat that and you have to learn from it. You can always put your perspective and your two cents in it, but that's part of the learning process and building a business and a, um, you know, a brand together is, is utilizing the other opinions and seeing it from, from their perspectives. Yeah. I think we compromise really well. Like say yes. there's yes. something you want to post and I don't agree with something. I say, Hey, I don't know about this one. Then we try to give the other a solution versus mm -hmm. just saying, Oh, that's crap. You know, we're not right. doing it. Just, yep. just Claudio, we've done to that when he did the logo originally with the, the, <laughs> the drawing. Yeah, but other than yeah, that, but, it's been right. And you know, for Claudio's the, for good the, at that too, though. Right, for the three of us, though, we can. You know, uh, I, I won't pull Lauren, Lauren into this because you know we are. I'd say we are more sensitive. You know, when it comes to to Mike, Claudio, oh, and yeah. I, we we want things done our way, right? So when you have three different voices, it's tough. You yeah. know, but we we have been able to also allow whoever is in charge like if claudio puts something you know out there that is on behalf of audio visual give us a reason why and most likely we're going to go with it because you're the expert right we tell yeah, lauren yeah. that all the time yeah like, we lauren, defer right do you this is what your your um, expertise is in you know so so go out and do what you got to do and that's also big if you're in a business with partners that you don't really trust why are you in business with them you know, if Mike gives me a really good technique on something and then he could back it up with something that he's done in his business, even though I don't agree with it, go with it. And I need to be willing to do that. And same vice versa for him, too. Um, you know, but so I understanding think you're, your lane. I was going to say, sorry to interrupt. I think you're no, better at communicating um, and negotiating that or navigating that because when I make a decision in my business, other than like if it's out of the realm of what my company would be embarrassed of me doing, which is very rare, mm -hmm. I just do it because there's no there's no uh, lag time between. There's no get feedback. There's I send it out to the customers if and clients. If they don't like it, then I don't do it again. So yep. it's been an adjustment, not just which has been good because some things that we probably would have put out prematurely, like the T-shirts, which we're still working on, it mm -hmm. gives us time to refine it a little more. Um, so you, you're pretty good about like slowing me down when we're doing something and asking me questions where I'm like, Oh and yeah, I didn't you, you do the same, you do the same to me. So it's, it's a, it's a really good balance. Um, and yeah, I mean, the biggest thing though is trust communication, right? Whether that's your, your work relationship, your partner in your, in your life, um, you know, side hustle, whatever it is, trust communication. I think two biggest things. I like the, how you brought that full circle. Very nice. Mike's, Mike's favorite section. To snooze or not to snooze, a.k.a. would you rather? Would you rather have to grow all your own food or Ooh. sew all of your own clothes? Wow. Um, <laughs> right? This is but anything, anything you eat, you have to grow it. And then anything you wear, you have to sew it. Am I, I know I always ask follow-up questions, but it's important. Am I in like my current world right now? Whatever, yeah. Yes. So in... In my current world right now. Well, that's no, tough. actually, no, no, no. Let's talk about survival mode. Survival mode. Oh, all right, we'll do survival mode and yeah. then in our current world. Go ahead. So survival mode, absolutely, I would grow my own food. Because I, I just grow. enjoy that. I've had some runs at a garden. Um, I was given tomatoes but didn't realize that uh, you have to cover them so the all the squirrels don't eat them. So it lasted yeah. like two days. Wow, so I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree on survival mode. Survival okay, mode, survival mode. I would rather oh, yeah. sew my sew my own clothes because it's probably easy to take a leaf, sew it together, and just cover what I need to cover. Yeah, um, but then I can, I'm if I can I'm still walking get around elsewhere. I'm walk, yeah, I'm but walking it's around in nice linen suits, <laughs> like in the and I'm like, hey, do you have some extra yeah. this? I can be more charming to get food. So you you would flip it if it was in your current world, but you can't. So, that'd be tough, man. So that'd be your tough. Own suit. No, I would grow my own food if it was um, in my current life. Can you imagine rolling up to an appointment and the no. listing agent <laughs> or the agent you're re representing you is looks in their, like like patches and like just it looks like it looks like a Neanderthal like me or something. But here's the blind confidence. I think I could pick it pick it up pretty quickly. Uh, if no, I, because no. YouTube, I don't know. That's a good one. That's that's a good question. Right. I, I'm gonna stick with grow my own food in both scenarios. Okay. Would you rather lose your? I'd keys? be skinny too because I wouldn't be able to grow that much food. So it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god! All right, here's here's the next one. You ready? 
Would you rather lose your keys or lose your cell phone? No oh, replacements. Not like you're done. Not Never right can now. drive yeah, a car yeah. again. No, no replace. Well, you could drive a car. You just can't have that one. I don't really need a car right now, so I'd rather lose my my keys. So right phone, now, you I could it. phone. I could yeah. call new. I could do stuff. I can be yeah. functional. I think. I think. I agree. If you have to choose one, you got to lose your keys because you can make the phone call to at least get to places. Yeah. I, but yeah. it doesn't say house keys. And it doesn't say car keys, but just keys in general. Just a random key. That's tough. Yeah. But uh, actually, I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm I might backpedal. You're gonna switch it. This is tough because like my keychain that I have all my listings. All on, your keys, right? That would be a nightmare. Yeah, that would be tough. I have backup keys, so maybe that's a loophole. But like, say yeah, I lost yeah. all of my keys and I didn't have any backups. Back, yeah, that's tough. I'd have to call every client and be like, <laughs> my my partner and no snooze stole all my keys so, i can't he ate them. it's that's he bad <laughs> i you know what i would do i would buy them all new locks <laughs> i'd be like hey, guys i i updated all the locks there's been some you know so, worries yeah, that yeah. people are gonna you gotta use it as a uh there you go positive. that's a growth that's a growth mindset right there yeah. mike check out fp16 growth it would cost me big time all right last one this one's a good one too man would you rather be stuck in an elevator or stuck on a broken ski lift. Oh my god. That's terrible. <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. I have claustrophobia, which I don't even know if I mentioned that. That's a big I I used to have night terrors where I'd wake up thinking I was like in a in a, a buried yeah. alive scenario mm-hmm. or a meat grinder. Um I think I'm gonna go stuck in an elevator because I I think the worst feeling in the world is being, you know, uh, uh, actually, I don't know. Stuck in an elevator on a. I, I'm gonna go elevator uh, because when I think of ski lift, obviously it's freezing cold outside, and at yeah. some point, I think I'd rather be a little bit hotter and sweat versus being outside in the extreme cold. See, hmm. yeah, questions. You know what I mean? Would I, who would I be stuck in? With? I don't know. I don't know. If it like if it was uh, Diane You're Lane, no. Diane Lane, like 20 years ago, I'm in. <laughs> Get me stuck anywhere. Um, <laughs> I think ski lift because if I'm in an elevator, that is tight. I think ski it lifts are tight. a little bigger, but I don't really know because I don't really ski. Um, and a ski lift, I feel like you could make an escape. I think in an elevator, you're in trouble. You're like that's stuck, right? there's not much you could do there. And yeah, it's tight. It is tough. It's, it is tough. But I'm and not, you're probably I'm not, working in some. What form? if I'm stuck all the way at the top, dude? Like no way. If I'm on a broken ski lift all the way at the top, and then I have like my North Face on, and then it gets wet and it's rain. Like I don't know. I'd rather just be stuck in an elevator because I don't know any unknowns. I yeah. I think you, you know can I mean? make an escape in a, a ski lift though. And if you're in yeah, a ski lift, probably. you're probably just hanging. Like you're probably yeah. it's for leisure, so you probably have some booze on you. You probably could hang. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm going ski lift. That's a fun. That's a fun. Uh, fun piece. I'm glad we added that to the to the epis. So maybe this will we'll bring an, us. Maybe we'll do ahead. an actual scenario. Well, me and you will see how we'll long just, we can last. We'll just do lift. it and last. <laughs> oh my God, were you there when Frank's friends stayed in a boat all night? Was that? No. Were you at Thirsty Turtle when they did that? Oh no no no! Oh, and, and the car. It was a car. Yeah. Oh, it was oh, a no, car. It was a boat. No, it was no, a boat. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and I came. And my I was in a bit, too. Pete. Yeah, I was. I dropped you guys off, yes. and the next that night I picked you yeah. up, and I'm like, "Where's JB? Yeah, JB, right? And yeah, you I guys so. are like, he's trying to win a, a prize. Yeah, did it was he money. win? No, that's well, an yeah, awesome had, competition. It was. It was. Um, we. It was a, a local college bar when we were in college, and they had this competition. Even after the bar closed, it was who can stay in this little rowboat the longest. And some oh, people it was a went, rowboat? Yeah, some people. I went thought it was hours. like a big boat. No, where are they going to put a boat in the in the bar? I, I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I don't. I, for some reason, I think it was a car or a boat. But either way, it was in the in the actual uh, vicinity of the bar, and they just crowded all these people in it, and it was the last one to leave. So it was crazy. We should we should do that. That's awesome. All right, man. That was a, a solid one. So this will bring us into Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Eventually, all the pieces fall into place. Until then, laugh at the confusion, live for the moment, and know that everything happens for a reason. Ooh, that was poetic. Very nice. Right? You've been reading lately. 
I well, I have to I have to read that. Yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, this is Miguelito's mantras. Ito, ito, ito. Instead of thinking I can't, think how can I? Is that one yeah. short and sweet just like you? I have a very limited attention span on quotes. If it's yeah. over like... That was like five I, words and you had to read it. I know you don't like <laughs> to, to be honest, but I tail off in conversation sometimes when someone reads like a big blurb like if they cite something dana will read stuff to me after we watch a doc about what yeah. actually happened and i just sit there blankly and i'm like because i'm like i don't know what you're saying especially when i you're think you're it to me. so you're becoming a neanderthal no because audiobooks i love audiobooks yeah i don't know all right maybe Whatever. maybe i'm lying maybe i'm lying to you uh, so mike final piece here heat oh. on the feet what do you got I'm gonna hit you with a bonus dogs in the Ooh, lapel. I like that. And then I got. Remember, this is gonna be on the recording. This is my. This is my favorite part, though. This when is he brings fine. his leg up. Oh, wow, I got a stretch, that, dude. That's Pete. That, that's my that dog. A lion? That's a lion. It's a lion. Lion king. It puts me in the mode. Um, I've had people ask me to put your socks because it really doesn't match with anything. That's good. Uh, so anybody in the sock business, you know, my boy needs a couple extra pairs now. This is Epi 17. He's, um, you know, he's only repeated once, so he's got to be running out of socks soon. So anybody out there, send my boy some socks. Yeah, if I get enough socks, I'll just burn the pair at the end of every episode. <laughs> so, like on Cribs, a... we used to pop fresh socks. You remember that from Cribs? Yes, yes. Dame yes. Dash, I think, was the one who did that. He's like, I never wear the same pair of socks twice. Wow, man. This was this was a fun one. I really enjoyed it. Solid epi in the books, Mike. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. My man. That's another epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.